the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Keep your clothes on, Kamala. She's going to talk about astronauts. Oh, you're going to love it. It's like history for the special ed. And she should be the president, the dimwit that she is, because she's better than dementia faced Joe Biden. There is absolutely no question about it. Oh, I ran for president to rebuild the backbone of the country. I know you're tired of hearing me say that. That was the reason I ran. And began to build the economy from the bottom up and the middle out. And uh, in two years, we made real progress. And uh, growth is up. Wages are up. The George Costanza, it's not a lie if you believe it or can remember it. All of that is an absolute lie. See, we're up, butted up against the debt ceiling. The Federal Reserve raised the rate again. And you're being told that it's a bad thing. They shouldn't have raised it at all. In fact, they should be lowering the rate. They should be loosening the standards for decent people to get credit. But they're manipulating that. At the same time, they're raising the rates, throwing more than half of the country into bankruptcy. Sixty-three percent of your fellow Americans can't write a check for over $700. That's not a good thing. So I don't know what the bottom up and the middle out sounds like, but this sounds like a fracking depression. And it would be nice if we could maybe get a press conference because he seems to be regurgitating the same talking points and screwing them up on a regular basis. So will we be able to see Dementia Face Joe without the scripted talking points in the teleprompter? Last year, on January 19th, the president had a solo press conference. Does the White House anticipate that there will be a press conference where reporters might be able to ask him about those plans that you just mentioned any time in the near future? I don't have a, a press conference to, to uh, read. He cannot speak. Without being guarded. This is how he got to the position he's in. Joe Biden should have been impeached the day after he stole the election. But that's not going to happen. So the real question is, how bad do things have to get before the rest of the country demands that Joe Biden be removed from office and we get the tramp in there? Let's see what she could do. Let's send her to Saudi. Maybe she could negotiate a peace deal. In the meantime, to discuss money with liars is a nauseating prospect. And it's something you can never achieve, you can never do. The first thing a liar does is prove himself to be anything but having character, dignity, or faith in anything they say. When we're talking about the national deficit, when we're talking about lowering that, the president is willing to have a good faith conversation, which is something that he's prioritized, right? We mentioned the $1.7 billion that he was able to lower the deficit, and because of the economic policies that he's moved moved forward. Now, she didn't get the job because she's smart. She said billion. She meant to say the talking point of trillion. Even the billion is a lie let alone the trillion. So you're, you're, it's impossible to have a good faith argument 
a good faith discussion on anything with liars. And this is to the point we're really at. It is, it is an atrocity that we are still in this predicament, and this man is still in high office. It is uh, truly a tragedy. We have new information on the documents marked classified that were found in President Biden's home and his former office. Adriana Diaz, who broke this initial story about those documents last month, and now we're hearing more about the FBI's involvement. Adriana, good to have you at the table. So what are we learning? So this really raises questions about transparency, which has been an issue involving this issue since the beginning. We now know that FBI agents, personnel, went into the Penn-Biden Center, that's the think tank, where the vice president, the former vice president, had an, off, had an office after the Obama-Biden administration. We know they conducted a search. This was previously undisclosed by the White House. And we don't know. So what exactly is the offense? Every time you open your mouth as a White House spokesperson, you lie. Every time you open your mouth, you tell another falsehood. You're bragging about an economy in which people are suffocating and drowning. And in the meantime... It's just change the ugly people who are talking. Here's Ian Sams, and he may be the ugliest spokesman for the White House. At this point, what is the total number of documents bearing classified markings that have been turned up as part of that's a good question. I think that that's probably more appropriate question for the Justice Department. I don't want to characterize sort of what they're reviewing and how they're going through all that. Yeah. All right. Thank you, you guys. Were you going to tell us about these search Every question is answered by, I refer you to the State Department. Every question is answered by, I refer you to the State Department. He's wrapping up a press conference where he, he was asked nine separate times, nine separate times, he passed the buck. This is what they do. What is the current number of documents bearing classified markings that have been found in the president's residences and offices? I would refer you to the White House Counsel's office. Oh, Ian just declined to comment on that as well. And this is what you see in these Democrat mafia sewers. Last night in the sewer of Chicago, the once great city. Now decent people are terrified if they cannot leave. The ones they can leave left. It is an absolute punchline what you see when you see Democrats pretend to debate issues when the root cause of every single problem is their policy of failure and corruption. So to, so to see the debate last night, it's really kind of an appetizer into what happens when these idiots take control of high office. You can't get there by taking money from a crypto king that's now indicted. You can't get there by um, taking, um, making transactional deals with the former indicted Speaker of the House. And you can't get there by taking money from corrupt red light camera um, companies like Congressman Garcia. And you All of which this woman, dressed like a man, has done. Did anybody bring up the contractors throwing $5,000 a plate fundraisers, and those are the same contractors that get the sweetheart deals in the destroyed loop or O'Hare Airport, the golden goose of corruption. Did they discuss any of this? Or was it just more of the same nonsense? The defunder on the stage is actually Mayor Lori Lightfoot and Paul Vallis. They've defunded our public schools. Twenty-eight thousand dollars per gang member per rapist per carjacker per student that can read how many can read seven fracking percent twenty eight thousand a year and this idiot who is a recipient of that corruption as he is bribed by the same teachers who have the same ability to read seven percent of these imbeciles can read and they're the teachers it is a money laundering scheme of corruption that only pales in comparison to O'Hare, which smells ironically the same, like a urinal. In the meantime, 
Let's get on to the woman in a suit trying to convince you she's doing anything other than imitating the tidy bull man. You can't get there, Mr. Vallis, by not respecting women and being silent on hedging on whether or not women have the right to bodily autonomy. Hey, 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 fella. Hey, hey, pretend man with your shaved male pattern baldness. Does that does that go for everybody when it comes to your experiment of corruption called the vaccine? Bodily autonomy? I'm all in, toots. In the meantime, I don't want any of that. Oh, no, no. That you get to pick and choose what people can have autonomy over. Huh, dummy? See, when you're a Democrat, you're either in and a recipient of this corruption, like Brandon, like all the rest of these scallywags, or you're a victim of it. And then you sit there and say, what's in it for me? Because that's the real plan of what's in it for me. And you have to certain kind of wonder, when are things going to change with this guy? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. And it certainly isn't going to change with Kamala Harris. I don't know if you were listening. Bob and Doug returned to the Kennedy Space Center. They suited up. They waved to their families, and they rode an elevator up nearly 20 stories. They strapped in to their seats and waited as the tanks beneath them filled with tens of thousands of gallons of fuel. It's like Fraser Thomas for special ed. And she oh, talks God. to you like a child, because if you support this ideology, you are in fact a moron. So take your medicine, dummy. And then they launched. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> there she is, the future president of the United States. And ironically, it's a step up from dementia-faced Joe Biden, the asset of enemies, foreign and domestic, who's too stupid to realize the destruction he's causing. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Compliments of American military news. 10,000-plus federal employees stole taxpayer money with bogus pandemic loans. Tens of thousands of federal government employees, including IRS workers, Stole taxpayer money allocated for pandemic-era assistance relief program. Now, are these the same bureaucrats that are going to investigate the asset of China, the asset of Ukrainian oligarchs, the moron who stole the election with the dementia-glazed face? You really think so? How long before they discover George W. Bush is the one who gave vice presidents the authority to declassify documents? So forgive me if I'm not sidetracked with the, with the, the, the shiny object that I'm supposed to take my eyes off of the... Hundreds of billions, dare I say trillions, when you include Big Pharma and the military-industrial complex, that this idiot is in charge of as he destroys our country. Forgive me, but I won't. I do like the spin doctor, though. KJP completely reversing exactly what is happening with the border, Title 42, and the position of the non-mafia members in our government. Here's what we were trying to do, and I'll be uh, explain like our thinking here. Uh I'd like to get her and Kamala Harris in a room and have them explain anything to me, these two morons that they are. In the meantime, with their clothes on, they're virtually useless. So what past Republicans were trying to do is they were trying to really barrel toward uh, abruptly and immediately ending Title 42. 
So what the Republicans were heading towards and abruptly is to end Title 42. Is that why they brought it to the Supreme Court? Hey, dummy, is that why? You fracking moron. See, you just uh, just completely walk away from every position you have and blame the other person. And what we are trying to do uh, was to make sure that there was an orderly process to manage this in a in a really uh, manage the situation at the border in a way that was. Oh, you were trying to manage the situation. Wrong. I mean, let's go to Mayorkas, one of the very few, very rare, like the spotted owl. He is a bald Cuban. It's very important that people understand that when they take advantage of this parole process, they come to the United States and they very quickly receive work authorization. They receive the ability to work lawfully in the United States, and we've been issuing that work authorization very quickly. Well, what about the people, the record unemployment here? What about the record welfare recipient here? We don't get that? Next thing you know, you'll be talking about reparations, for God's sakes. Oh, we are? Okay, we'll get to that later. Apparently, Cream Puff Jim has a question that is almost on topic and makes sense. Perhaps we're getting through to him. Next, we're going to have to get him on a diet. What's up there, Chubby? <laughs> how are you, Sean? Good, how are you? I saw the Vancouver uh, decriminalize the wide variety of drugs, frankly, all the drugs on Earth. I'm just wondering if that's the... Uh, Vancouver, Canada. No, yeah, Vancouver, Canada. It decriminalized all drugs. Yeah, because when it comes uh, to good ideas, we all know Canada has them. Uh, and what, go ahead, what's but, your question? Well, my question is, eventually, do you think you could trust anybody over 21 to take whatever variety of drugs they choose? I mean, Here's, a, here's, a, here's the, an interesting point to, your, to, your, to what you're talking about. Big Democrat city ghettos and sewers have decriminalized drugs. You see what's going on in California. You see what's going on in New York. You see what's going on in the city of Chicago as 138,000 people are dead from just fentanyl, and you see the open-air market of drug drug trade anywhere in any Democrat-run area. So to a certain extent, they have decriminalized drugs. The yeah, answer is not- never... I've never believed the answer is upfront decriminalization because all you do is create a black market. But what you should do is have a consequence. So in other words, if in fact you are a low-life scumbag drug addict, you qualify for absolutely zero. Zero. No health benefits, no welfare, no food stamps... My offer to you is this, nothing. You want to be a drug addict? Go and do it. Now you have to afford the drug and stay out of our way. What do you think of that? No, that's fine. But the other one I want to say was fentanyl, what they're doing now, I understand it, let's say the younger people that snort cocaine or anything, they test the fentanyl, they test the cocaine, they got a strip, and they yeah. test it because the fentanyl will kill you in a minute. You know. Yeah, but you know, uh, it would be interesting if, if people could tra- trace back to like where the fentanyl comes from. You know, the enemies of America, whether it's China well, it's Ch- or the cartels. China, China, China and Mexico, I think. They have successfully you know. killed more Americans in one year than the, the Vietnamese killed our military in 10. They successfully killed more in one year. And you, you think the invasion is, is, is Vladimir Putin against the former Iron Curtain Ukrainians that were killing their own people? I don't know, Jim. Be careful. I don't have. Gonna, I, I don't have. You know, I don't you'll have be a... talking about Keynesianism and rejecting it. I think we're getting through to you. Now go to the health club and step on the stairmaster. Stop putting your food on the steps. Thank you very right, much, yeah. Chubby. I appreciate it. As far as Canada, I have one thing to say. From today forward, it is no longer legal to buy, sell, or transfer a handgun in Canada. How much postage does it take to send a letter to Canada? Who's it going to? Canada. 
It says, Dear Canada, you. I agree with that. Uh, Matt, South Bend. John, I love the Fraser Thomas reference, man. You're killing me here. Uh, little Ray Rayner wouldn't hurt either for uh, KJP. She's not but, smart uh, enough to watch Ray Rayner. She could never remember what she put in her pockets. Go ahead. I'd, I'd like to. I'd like to see her put the post-its on her, her coveralls, though. So I don't know. Maybe that'd be a little bit too much, like the Mayor of Chicago. Oh, I'll tell you what. In her day, though, on. in her day with the high heels on, she could really bring it home. Just ask Montel Williams. He's still fantasizing. Oh. Go ahead. <laughs> Was going to make reference for trying to plan for Biden's library and just making sure that nobody else would be able to go in there because it all be clapped for my doctor. What Biden's, sense does that make? Biden's library was a money laundering scheme for the Chinese Communist Party to bribe both the Penn University and the Biden family. It worked magnificently, and uh, they're going to get away with it, as they have gotten away with it for the last decade. This is the way the Democrats like it, nice and corrupt, and they like the money flow, which is why you saw in the mayoral debate every one of these imbeciles demand and insist on more spending to the very programs that turn the once great city into a sewer people run from. Thank you very much, Matt. Craig and Mount Greenwood. Oh, hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Anytime, brother. Let me give you two examples of why our country under this regime is worse off than the Red Chinese or the Russians or you name it, any kind of anywhere, any kind of like a communist situation. You got John Eastman, it was uh, uh, Trump's uh, lawyer. He basically wrote out some. Uh, 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 charges about like the voting being like improper and all that kind of thing. Like it was all provable and he had all the documents they're going after him. The uh, California bar is trying to take away his, uh, his uh, law license and everything. They got eight charges against him just for saying the truth about mm-hmm. the election. And then on top of that, here's the second one. You got this fellow, I forget his name, but he, he did some memes that were about uh, Hillary Clinton and Biden and all that stuff like that. Joke, you know, joking around on the memes and everything. Like the Duchess of Chaffington and an inner thigh rash that has been around since the 70s? You mean that kind of stuff? Yep, that right. kind of stuff. And he, kind of stuff that you say, and he put it on a, a like, you know, a meme yeah. and everything. They wanna, they're going after him with some kind of statute that is, like, unbelievable that's got to do with the war or something like that and trying to, like, uh, go after him for about 10 years in prison. It's like that. His, really? um, uh, I, yeah. How come nobody you, comes after me? I, I, I give the address out. I want these scumbags to come, Antifa one and all, all the fat-ass hierarchy of the unions to come by, all the old business agents that shake down the workers, and nobody freaking shows. And as far as prison goes, I got news for you. I'll be the head of cell block C. I'll be the best gin player they ever saw. Chess, what do you want to do? They have no currency. They intimidate. They extort. You've been doing that to a working man my entire life. I'm not afraid of Jack. And if you think I'm going to lose an argument to these bald freaks in nature, you're sadly mistaken. So come on, come all, fascist pigs. I got you. I see every freaking scam from your phony libraries to your college money laundering schemes to sitting on the board. I got it. It's all like O'Hare. It's a pastoral corruption. I just want to know. I'm going to end up owning the Tom Steakhouse where all of these half-ass gangsters destroy the stools and tip the waitresses short. You rat Democrats. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Down, down, down. It really boils down to people enjoying 
the lie. The beautiful lie rather than the ugly truth. This is something that is astonishing to me. Because it's evident that this is all manipulation. Whether we're talking about Jerome Powell trying to to real kind of manage and mitigate bankruptcy. To control it so people cannot consume things. And then pretend he's going to drive down inflation rather than do tremendous damage to the ordinary man, the working man, as always. And the taxes that we pay, the ordinary man, the bulk of the taxes are paid by the earner, the worker. The people who invest and have lobbyists, the insurance companies, the pharmaceutical companies, the military industrial and all the rest, they don't pay any taxes. And now let me say this very clearly, nor should they. Nor should they, because what the government has shown you is it's not trustworthy. It's not entitled. It hasn't earned the ability to take from us and then spend in the name of us. They corrupt. So until this chain is broken, it's going to be more of the same. And it can be broken on very specific topics. You are hard-pressed to find any candidate running on the immorality of Social Security. This is a scheme that does not operate the way that they've told you. Yet they insist on telling you that lie. Because in their mind, it's beautiful. And they think you're stupid like Kamala Harris does. And they don't want you to realize that what they're running is a Ponzi scheme that in the private sector, people go to prison for. So we have, what, 12 candidates all running for the Republican? Every single one of them is running on that lie alone. And that's how you get strapped with the other lie of Obamacare, which is an unmitigated failure doesn't work, has massively driven up costs and brought down the quality of care. Now you're just used to it. You're 10 years into it. More. You're 12 years into it. A dozen years. And it's never been stronger. And now it is a weapon against you. OPEC today, OPEC, a cartel of corruption. They manage the production of the most important commodity on this planet. And they manipulate it so that they're always, always protected from competition. That's what OPEC is. They're going to cut production, driving up the price again. They didn't like when we could afford things. They like this manipulated system because now you need their favoritism. Now they are the oligarchs. And what you've done is turn our country into nothing better than the European corrupt oligarch-run countries. We are not better than Russia. We are not better than China, or that corrupt Ukraine, which is only second to maybe Chicago. And the people like it that way. And until you reject it, you're just going to get more of the same. But there is a bright spot. There is a very, very big bright spot. And it's not coming from Republicans. It's coming from the people who used to turn to their abuser for help. It's coming from the far left. Hey, Mr. Espaillat, how about we talk about how corrupted a lot of you are? Fifty years in Harlem is still f***ed up, right? People are slumped over. 125th Street, guess what? They are slumped over and dying, and you are doing nothing about it. See, that should be what everybody says to these morons who destroyed a once great city of Chicago. And instead, they've just turned it all into a giant ghetto, a giant hellhole. And in the meantime, they're pretending that their same schemes that destroyed it will make it better. And now the people are too stupid to know the difference. Now everybody's a Kamala Harris voter. Bob and Doug returned to the Kennedy Space Center. They suited up. See, here's the thing. You're talking to adults, bimbo. 
Don't talk down to anybody, you moron. If you're a man or a woman, and another adult talks to you like this, you have two choices. You could spit in their face, or you could sit down and be the willful ignorant you are. Oh, that fries me. That absolutely fries me. Now take off your clothes and get on the table. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how are you today? I'm wonderful. How are you? Good. I'm real good. Uh, the question I want to ask is, um, this country is really in big trouble when we have a president that thinks climate change is bigger than a nuclear war. Rich, what he kind doesn't. Of is that? Do you really think he thinks that? Joe Biden is a whore and has been when he had his faculties. Joe Biden is incapable of digesting information. Joe Biden is a man who is suffering from a mental disease that his brain is being eaten like a pizza in Pritzker's house. I guess. Joe Biden is an absolute and total shill of any kind of man, but even of his former self. And who I argue against is his former self. Joe Biden has always been an incompetent whore for sale. Joe Biden is an asset of communists, of oligarchs, and our government is too corrupt to expose him because they, in essence, will be exposing themselves. The Swalwells, the Schiff, the, the Diane Feinstein and her scumbag husband, may he burn in hell, the Pelosi's and the McConnell's. This is a bipartisan problem. And the people yeah. would rather be paid off than wake up and pull their head out of their ass. You know what's sweeping uh, California right now? They're going to give reparations for $5 million and they're arguing about the amount of money. This is what's sweeping it. Sure. Rather than recognizing... This country for what it was, the youngest, the most successful, not because of slavery, but because we abolished it. That was something that was hoisted upon us by the king, the inbred blue blood. And if they read the actual documents, but they can't read. The people who are advocating this cannot read. They'd rather be told what to think by swindlers and liars. And that's why you would have uh, the, the scumbag fat pig who's not fat anymore, Al Sharpton who was, in fact, embroiled in a drug deal and flipped and became a rat for the FBI. Owed three-point-something million dollars. Cozied up to Barack Obama, the IRS, goes off his back. Now he's giving he's eulogizing victims of police violence? Rather than, yeah. rather than sitting in prison telling stories about when he was a gangster and a drug dealer, the piece of garbage that he is? So until you get some character, and until you stop tolerating scumbags and liars and thieves to pose themselves as statesmen, it's going to be a bumpy ride, brother. That's why you need to go to an area that rejects that. Instead, my friend, you are in Indian Head Park, and they love lipstick on that pig. Thank you very much. George in Naperville. Sean, these Democrats are creating Warsaw ghettos in these big cities like the Nazis did in World War II. Well, yeah, I, I, I think they're, they're more over at Soviet Union ghettos because in the Soviet Union you couldn't get food, you couldn't get a job, you couldn't de- get decent clothing or decent accommodations, but you could get vodka. And that's why Chicago's economic plan exists on dope and gambling. Thank you very much, George. They know how to keep the people happy. Once you're demoralized, you'll accept virtually anything. So, you know, the federal government must pay this debt. Um, you know, this is the entity that gave itself, you know, the right uh, and the authority to enslave black Americans um, and to institute nearly a century of legal segregation. When we're talking about legal segregation, we're not only talking about you know, keeping uh, black people separate from white people. We're also talking about nearly a century of white terror 
attacks on black communities. So you know what this idiot is ignoring is the government's supremacy that's practiced against all earners. Now you're talking about slavery, which was a short respite of time. It isn't 400 years the way this idiot wants to sell it to people who can't read. What she doesn't want people to realize is that it's now the worker who is terrorized, extorted, intimidated, persecuted by his government. She wants you to think it's a black and right thing. And what she can never afford to do is let people of all races understand the opportunities that this country has provided. For instance, American black people buy twice as many Mercedes-Benz as American white people. If American black people were a country, economically they would be the eighth most successful country on the planet. She cannot have that be known. She needs willful welfare fascists, Marxists, communists. That's what she needs, and that's why they sell this, because only in that world could this idiot be called intelligent. Only could she be respected, because when you talk to people who know fact, history, money, the idea of liberty and Americanism, they laugh at her for the unsuccessful, covetous witch she is. Swindler, liar, gypsy. And that's why she speaks on behalf of Black Life Matters and other fascist criminal organizations pretending to help people rather than rob them. Next thing you'll know, she'll be a senator. 312-642-5600. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560. The answer. Do you think that... Kirsten Mullen, the author of From Here to Equality, Reparations for Black Americans in the 21st Century, along with her co-author, William Dougherty, understand exactly why that was called the Confederacy, because they nullified American law and continued to practice slavery. Do you think she realizes that three of the top ten money contributors to the Confederacy were black slave owners, Willie Ellison being the number one? Now, is Willie Ellison's descendants going to get reparations? seeing how he was a slave master, or will they receive them because he, had, he started as a slave? Do you think she understands the nuance? She understands that this country is the richest, the youngest, because it abolished slavery? You think she understands that for the first real time of this country, the slaves were white, called Ulster Scots? You think she understands how many of the Irish, who I make fun of on a regular basis, were slaves for decades and decades? You think she understands anything, or you think she's just a... Like one of those reverends with the planes. That's what I think she is. A swindler and a race hustler. A race pimp. Now we have royalty on the phone. His grandfather was the original bozo. Jason in Ohio. How you doing, Sean? Jason, was your grandfather really the original? Yeah, I can hear you. Was your grandfather really the original bozo? Yep, I'm Bob Bell's oldest grandson. Do you know that I was on the Bozo show and I got picked because my mother was beautiful and the producer liked her to play the Bozo game where I threw the ping pong ball in the cups? Did you know that? I know that. That's excellent. Uh, I was nine years old. I can tell you that. 1976, nine years old, and it was my television debut. And uh, last time I was on TV. Well, I, I, I met Frazier Thomas, Ray Rayner, the whole lot of them. Cookie was a good friend of the family. Roy Brown. Anyway, you being from Chicago, I imagine you watch a lot of Bozo growing up. 
Oh, are you kidding me? Now I got to deal with a lot of bozos running my government, who are half the clowns he was. You, are, you, uh, you got it right. He would have loved your show. I love your show. I just wanted to say hi and uh, keep up the good work, my friend. Jason, you made my year. You're going to stay on the phone because I want to say that Bozo's grandson has a Sean Thompson show shirt. Hold on the line, Jason. Oh, it's winner. time for the grand prize game. Yeah. Scroll, it's true. <laughs> My mother was a doll, and she had a rabbit coat on, and the guy couldn't take her, his eyes off of her. And we were standing in line. He goes, hey, does your kid want to play the game? She's like, yeah, he wants to play the game. Yeah, look at me. Now, don't get any wrong idea. My mother was no Kamala Harris. She kept her coat and her clothes on. John, Chicago. Hello, Sean. Hi, John. I, I just wanted to make the point that uh, during Trump, the price of oil was at $30 a barrel. And soon as Biden got in... He blocked oil drilling, which forced the price up to $80 a barrel, which puts a billion dollars a day into Russians' pocket. You're exactly so right, John. Biden is the one that's financing the damn war for the Russians. And then every time we uh, 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 put uh, $4 a gallon into our gas tank, that's where that money is going. John, how many people realize that the taxes that the state, local, and, and federal governments make on gas, mainly the, the state and local, that it's a percentage-based? The state and the local municipalities love when gas price is high because their percentage is higher. This is a manipulated commodity that should be priced at about $16 a barrel if the American energy sector were unrestrained, unintimidated, and unburdened by a corrupt government supremacy. And, and that's the fact. And, the, and they're paid to do so. Saudi Arabia bribes politicians so they'll manipulate prices high so they could take their, their Aramico public. They could have never done it with prices below $60 a, a barrel. Did you know that? Couldn't do it. Mathematically, they were losers. The, Joe Biden is exactly what those inbred rat bastards wrapped in my Uncle Charlie's tablecloths needed. And he was bribed to do so. He is an asset of enemies, foreign and domestic. Mitchell displains. You know, Sean, when you look at that mayoral uh, candidates, they don't ever say anything about making these criminals accountable for their actions. Actually, not. it's the opposite. It's all of our fault, Sean. And by the way, when there's high, what I call carjackings and criminals, we become vulnerable. But none of these candidates, except for Willie Wolfson, has what I call the temerity to call out the absurdity of that there's no more safety in our streets. I mean, do you hear what I'm saying here, Daddy-O? Yes, and here's the other thing. As long as there's a Democrat involved, you will get more of the same. There will be no changes. They should all be dressed like Lori Lightfoot, which is the transgender version of the Tidy Bull Man. I'll be back. I got a wonderful guest after this. Wait a second. I can't just wrap that. That's me to glass. I can't send that out there just with paper on it. The post office wanted me to wrap it lots better than that probably because it might get broken. They'll handle it carefully, but you never know what's going to happen on route. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, 
with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America. He's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. into this show, you know, I think watching grown men in spandex chase balls is preposterous. I am a news junkie. It's all I ever watch. News and politics, money, that's it. I remember my next guest way back when the Duchess of Chaffington and the intern molester were president. Turns out for 35 years, he's been covering wars, terror attacks, hurricanes, and other breaking news. He's got a new book out, Chasing Catastrophe. His name is Rick Leventhal. Rick, I remember when you were on Fox before it had Paul Ryan and when it had a little integrity. Yeah, well, it, those, those were the days, Sean. <laughs> those and were the I just days. I PTSD from listening to traffic and weather in Chicago, by the way. Oh, brother, come on. Let's stop rubbing it in. My people are suffering, not just the traffic yeah. and weather. We have Lori Lightfoot, for God's sakes. In the uh, meantime, yeah, sir. your perspective is what I'm really interested in. Do I remember correctly, and, and, and I may be wrong, I remember, did you come from, weren't you in Bosnia? I, I was not. I was in uh, Macedonia and Albania during the war in Kosovo. Yes. Uh, I was in Afghanistan four or five times, Iraq four or five times, oh. Libya twice. You know, it's it's funny as you think back. Um, you know, you can tell I, I only care about politics. And when you think back to the the tragedies, the atrocities, I mean, you were embedded in the fighting. You had the helmet on. You were with the Marines in Iraq. I distinctly remember that. It was What's your 20 pers- years ago, Sean. Oh, I know. I know. What's your perspective yeah. on foreign policy as far as America goes? Are you just as disgusted as I am? Because I can't well, figure out what any of it was for other than a money laundering scheme. That's a deep question. Um, I, you know, I always tried to, to avoid politics when I was on Fox. I, I didn't want to cover it. I didn't want to be be near it. I, it, it you know, I just I could have I could have worked in Washington. I could have been a White House correspondent. But I just lived and breathed breaking news. I wanted to be where the action was. I wanted to be on the front lines or or in the eye of the storm. I, I didn't want to be at a at a congressional hearing. And I, as far as foreign policy is concerned, you know, I just I, I, I'm I'm sort of on the fence, I guess, you know, I, I think it's, and there are times when we need to get involved, need to protect people who are being taken advantage of or, or, or murdered or, or, you know, marauded by, by despots and, and, and dictators. But there are also times when we just need to let people take care of their own stuff. So it, it, I guess it's a case by case basis. Well, you know what else, Rick, I see. And, and, and really, I'm going to tell you something. A lot of my opinion was developed watching you and reporters like you with the bravest Boys who were sometimes blindfolded with the flag, and I watched them sacrifice their lives and forever change the trajectory of their, their, their adulthood if they lived. And then you look back at these hellholes, and I'm sorry, that's uh-huh. the, way, the, the way I view them. And you see yeah. the contracts. Joe Biden's brother, $1.5 billion for building homes after the Iraq war. I have yet to see a Biden home. And you were in Iraq. Did you ever see a bite at home? And that's the part nope. that fries me, Rick, because those boys that you were with, those are the fracking heroes. It isn't these cowards yeah. in Washington that sent them or that profited from war profiteering and the, and, the, and the fraud in our budget. It's those boys. And that's why I have the opinions I have. And I'm assuming when you, when you live and breathe with these kids, you're yeah. even more irritated than I am. 
Well, I just, you know, I really respected their bravery, their dedication, their heroism. They, they didn't complain. They were working ridiculous hours for almost no pay. And they were ser- serving their country the way they were trained to do it. And I just, I was so proud to be able to tell their stories. But at the same time, I also felt a lot of frustration that maybe uh, they were sacrificing lives and limbs uh, for a cause that, for nothing. In the end, yeah, I mean, it's really sad when you look at it that way. At the yeah. time, it was all about, we got to do this, we got to go there, we got to find the people who did this to us, we have to defend America overseas so they don't come back. You know, I, I understood all of that, and, and you know, again, but my, my, my role wasn't to be a cheerleader. My role was simply to tell the stories of the people, the, the men and women, primarily men, who were over there doing the fighting. And then the other thing I remember from the 90s, and I, I, I got I have news for you. I'm a bipartisan hater of our foreign policy because the, it's the foreign oh, okay. policy. It's the foreign policy that hires the salesmen we call representatives. Right. And they put lipstick on the pig of the atrocity as far as I can see. But I remember Madeleine Albright on 60 Minutes. I have the clip and they talk about the 500,000 Iraqis, babies, kids that were killed. And I'm wondering, are there moments where the indigenous victims of our foreign policy or whatever the case is, when they just touch you and you have a hard time forgetting them, are there people in your life that you maybe briefly but forever affected you? Because your mind is like a, you know, it's like a videotape, right? I mean, you remember everything, even though sometimes you just briefly forget about it. Are you, are you often curious to know what happened to some of the people you saw? Of course, yeah. And, you know, we had, we had fixtures wherever we went. We had a local guides drivers, security guys, and I, 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 I often worried about them. I, I, I lost touch with, with all of them virtually, sure. uh, but especially in Afghanistan. You know, they, they were targeted for, for cooperating with the, with the Americans. And, you know, it was, it was a really bad situation. Um, they were sort of trapped in their own country. They were just trying to make a living. But I'll tell you what, Sean, what really inspired me was when I went to Libya twice. And this is a, a key chapter in my book, Chasing Catastrophe, meeting the, the regular people, the, the, the school teachers and the shop owners, accountants, bankers, who were picking up arms and being trained to fight, armoring their pickup trucks so they could go after Gaddafi's army. And, and seeing regular people willing to risk their lives to, to protect their country and try to pull themselves out of the, the, the horror and the nightmare that they were living in was so inspirational. That You know, that's the kind yeah. of thing that I wanted to share with readers. And when you see the, the, the reality of where the world is today, which to me is in a more tenuous place than really ever, um, what are your, you, the messages you would tell the American people? Aren't we all just, to a certain extent, human beings looking for... Uh, integrity in governments rather than this government well, good uh, manipulation? Good luck with that. I mean, yeah. I, I keep going back to that, that guy who was elected on Long Island uh, and who lied about every single thing on his resume. Oh, I and, love that kid. Oh, my there's God. There's nothing that they can do, apparently, except maybe ask him nicely if he'd be willing to step aside. It's, 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 to me, it's emblematic of just how messed up our system is, that someone could lie to, to the in the faces of, of the voters, get elected and then just shrug it off. Like, yeah, well, you know, I, I'll serve them the way I, and they elected me to serve them. Well, they didn't know they were voting for a liar. And now that they know, there's got to be a way to get them out of office. But you know, nobody seems to be willing to go there. It just it, it drives me nuts. It does because you realize these are the people that are voting on the, the atrocities you lived through for 35 years. 
These are the yeah. people who make the decisions from Mount High in their Brooks Brothers suits, and it's the it's the ordinary guys that always pay the cost. And you know, it has to give you a certain perspective that are you depressed? Do you have PTSD? What is that like? I I do. I'll be honest with you, Sean. I do have it from nine eleven because every time I look at at images or video or I even talking about it, I get chills. I have a physical reaction to images and videos of 9-11. It's the first chapter in my book because I was there when the towers fell. I was there when they were on fire looking up at them, wondering what happened to the second tower because I was on a subway train headed downtown when it got hit. And one of the one of the things that I'm proud of in that first chapter, I shared a lot of stuff that's never been told before, and one of them is the actual conversation I had with the satellite truck engineer, Pat Butler, in the truck where we ran to hide from the dust cloud when the first tower fell, just completely confused and unsure about what was happening around us and cursing and like what the cell phones won't work and what do we do? Should we go back out there? The whole world had been turned upside down. And that entire conversation I was able to to, to transcribe it from, from the original videotape. That and all of my reporter notebooks where I was able to fill in all these these gaps in my memory and and, and tell the stories of what happened uh, uh, you know as it was happening around me, all of these big breaking news stories. Now, you were there and you made your career and you were at, the, at your peak when, when there was a mission by the media to inform the people the truth. Are you yeah. mortified that the media now has become censor-friendly and openly propagandists of government supremacy? Yeah, and we talk about, my wife and I have a podcast now. We do a, a weekly show on Patreon where we go in-depth on stuff like that. And then on YouTube every day we do a Daily Smash, which is a lot of fun. But but we also like to expose the hypocrisy and the nonsense going on in the media where, where big stories are being buried and ignored, and you can't talk about certain things without getting silenced or, or, or getting a strike on your, on your channel. And it's just, I've never seen this kind of censorship, and I've never seen this kind of complicity to ignore what seems so obvious to us, to ignore like facts and and empirical evidence that suggests that things are way out of whack, and we're not allowed to talk about it, or we get shut down. I, I've never seen anything like it, and it, it's deeply disturbing to me. I have a clip of the Rick and it's called Rick and Kelly, correct? The Rick and Kelly Show or the Daily Smash, yeah. Come on, I'm going to share it with my audience. Hang on a second. You okay. can't buy menthol cigarettes in California, but buying weed is no problem. Buying menthol, uh, fentanyl, buying crack cocaine on the streets, easy, <laughs> easy, breezy. As a matter of fact, they supply it for you in San Francisco. I mean, they'll give you a room. They'll give you little huts. Who vote, Who voted that in? I'll tell you, I love it. I love it because it's, it's, it, our reality is so preposterous. That yeah, these are the kind yeah. of focal points that need to be made. So, in other words, well, no you know, pools for you. You got a little yeah. fentanyl, you get a free hotel room. I mean, it's freaking bizarre world. And my wife's not a smoker, but she likes to smoke a Camel Crush on occasion. And, you know, she hadn't <laughs> bought a pack of cigarettes yet this year. And she promised a friend of hers, yeah, I'll go get you some menthols at the gas station. And, and she was as shocked to find out that, oh, you can't buy menthol cigarettes in California anymore. But, uh, yeah, you can get all the weed you want. How about the cold medicine? You got to give your license and the whole thing. I wish they did that for voting. Uh-huh. In the meantime, I got drug addicts <laughs> hanging off curbs in the sewer of Chicago. It's preposterous to me. The world is collapsing. The good news yeah. is we, you were there for the best part of it. And I'm, I'm wondering, I think that you can see the failure in these heavily fascist-run states. I live now in Florida. 
I'm broadcasting right now in shorts. And it's not the oh. weather. It's not the weather that I love or the fact that I look like George Hamilton. It's that uh -huh. the policies of fascism are rejected. Have you ever seen a time in, in, in reporting in America? I know you've been to other fascist-run countries around the world. Have you ever seen a time where the country was so separated by ideology? Because it seems to me that the government and a large part of our society lost the principles of what America is. And I'm wondering what your take is on it. You're asking me questions I wasn't prepared to answer. I mean, I, I guess Come on, my, we don't my do drinks is, and sports here, baby. We hit the home runs. <laughs> my gut reaction is, you know, people are drawn to, I guess, states and governments that uh, align with their own beliefs. And and when those when those governments sort of shift, then a lot of people wind up leaving for places like Florida. Like I assume that you went down there for the reason a lot of other people did because they they seemed like they were there. There was one of the only sane places to go. Uh, in the middle of this pandemic. So I get you know, it. You know, you I, know what's funny is I love California. I fantasized when I was a young kid. I wanted to go to California. So to me, it's the most gorgeous place on earth. Well, and when I, you I never wanted to live there until I met Kelly. And then I was like, I'm moving there tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Huh? It is an amazing, beautiful, beautiful environment. The weather in Southern California is, is incredible. Um, the politics are something else. Well, that's no, the point. So we, it shows you yeah. that politics can destroy paradise. And that's the fact. And that's why, you know, I'm hoping that I see pops in California of the rejection of this open and notorious corruption, this open and notorious fascism, the ridiculousness of it. Or do they adapt to the oligarch system where they are the lords and you are the feudal servants? That's going to be the question in the future. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, they call Orange County the Florida of California. So I think that's why we're so happy living there, because they're, they're, they're sane there. And they, they, they seem to, to have, have it together. They, they, they're, yeah. they're not putting, putting these draconian rules in place. You know, when, when, they were make, when everyone's being made to mask up, uh, they weren't enforcing that in, in Newport Beach. You know, they weren't enforcing the distancing. They were keeping restaurants and bars open. They were living life like they should have. Like, like Americans? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm in yeah. Collier County, Rick, and if I want to see a Biden voter, I have to drive like an hour and a half. But in the meantime, I want to tell you how much I enjoy you coming on, and I'm really looking forward. I'm not going to pretend that I read this book, but I can guarantee you one thing. I will be re reading Chasing Catastrophe, your 35 years covering wars, hurricanes, terror attacks, and other breaking news. I want to tell you how much you're missed, because it seems like well, since you left, it's not just you. Yeah. It's other, it's other uh, forces uh, at work. It seems like there isn't really much integrity in the news. And one thing I remember watching you is I always felt that you had integrity and you were giving it from the perspective of the soldier, of the American principles, and that's what is sadly missed, Rick Leventhal. Anytime you want to come back, you have an open invitation. I really appreciate that, Sean. It was, it was an honor and a privilege to tell those stories. And, and you know, I, I miss those guys. I, I do miss the, the, the storytelling, but I, I don't miss being called in the middle of the night to go on no. some wild goose chase or, or, you know, give up my, free, my, my life, yeah. you know, to chase, chase a story. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm very happy in semi-retirement, but um, I'm not done with journalism. I love it. I'll be tuning in to Rick and Kelly show as well. Thanks, Sean. All right. You take care. Rick Leventhal, everybody. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Nice pick, squirrel. Let's let this one breathe a little bit. 
tell you what, those Vietnamese are lucky. I'm too young. I'm going to change that one, too. Jerry, Western Burbs. Hey, Sean uh, Riddle for you. What's the difference between Darren Bailey and this George Santos? Pathological lying, 35 pounds, eyeglasses, and homosexuality. Did I win? No, Santos didn't do his job. He was there to lose, just like Bailey was. I don't think Bailey was. Do you think that's true? Because I I was there, man. He wanted to win. At least he, you know, I'm pretty good at detecting bulldog. He wanted to win. I think he had the right intention. I, I, you know how I feel, brother. You listen to this show. There's one guy, rebind time. For me, he's the only guy that could have won. He posed a, a completely opposite uh, 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 resume and everything. I mean, you know, you, you're going to need if you're going to fix bad politics, it's going to come from outside of politics, not this nonsense exactly. that you're going to fix it because you went to Springfield and had to park far away because Mike Madigan controlled the parking places. You know, that, that's not good enough for me. If you're not in the forefront destroying and ripping down the mafia that is the Democrat-run hellholes by exposing the scams, then you're not my guy. That's why I'm going to tell oh, you well, right that's now. Where... That's why I don't like Trump. That's why. He paid all these Democrats, Jer, for years. Rahm Emanuel, Ed Burke, Chuck Schumer, every Democrat rat. Hey, he was a part of life right now. Don't you have a shakedown, though? Every Everywhere you turn, Brother. there's a shakedown. It's part of the cost of existing right now. Jerry, there are men in this country who have made fortunes by refusing to capitulate. They make you think they, they they corrupt the mind of the of the of the young person to think that business in order to get ahead you got to get that's wrong you can do that and then you have a, a phony construction company that does deals with the O'Hare Airport and the and the and the highway system that's true that is a scam but there are guys out there in construction who refuse to do it and just deliver work and a better job they're few and far between but they're worth looking for. The ones that go oh, yeah. along and get along, and if you're a, here's another thing, Jerry. If you got money, if you're a rich man, not just money but character, you will not get shaken down by some fat ass wannabe gangster. You will carve their you. They will be afraid to even look at you. That's the difference, brother. That's who we need to fix Illinois, to fix Chicago, and to fix America. It isn't somebody who wants to be corrupt or wants to be a fascist and wants to be loved. It's somebody who's going to stand to tear down the, the extortion racket that our government has become. I don't know who that is, brother. I don't, I wish I had an answer Sean, for you. right now, I mean, look at the primaries. You get, here, you vote for these guys we picked as Republicans. You vote for these guys we picked as Democrats. Yeah, it's a duopoly. So, it's a duopoly of corruption. And they're all bribed by the same big, big people. They're all bribed by the same companies. You want to know something? If, if you, you, it's going to take a standout, and I don't know if we have them yet. Jerry, I went long. I'm in the commercial break, brother. Thanks for calling. 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. <laughs> Hot for teacher? No. No sleep till Brooklyn. Beastie Boys, big fan. I really want to get into the, the ridiculousness of what you're seeing and what will be the platform of the Democrat mafia as they try to shore up votes for their corrupt mafia they call a government. 
Uh, here, From Here to Equality, Reparations for Black Americans in the 21st Century, written by Kristen Mullen and William A. Doherty. He's even got a way to pay the $14 trillion. We'll discuss that and more. But first, let's take Tony in Portage, Indiana. Oh, Sean, please. No more talking about Kamala Harris being naked on the table more than three times you during sure? the day. Because Willie, oh, Brown, yeah. I mean, Willie Brown risked that, his entire career for that. That, that. that image is so sickening. It's Tony, a good did, thing I didn't. It's a good thing I didn't eat lunch. All right, do me a favor and just Google yes. Kamala Harris, Willie Brown, and they will show you when she was twenty-seven years old and he was sixty, and she was his mistress. She was a hot tamale man. I mean, she aged terrible, like cheese on a sidewalk. But <laughs> in, her, in her day, she could bring it home, baby. Montel Williams threw away his whole career. Yeah, I, I highly recommend it. Go check it out, Tony. Let's not be too harsh. Granted, she aged terribly. She looks like Joe Camel now. However, there was a time when Kamala could really bring it home. They waved to their families, and they rode an elevator up nearly 20 stories. They strapped in to their seats and waited as the tanks beneath them filled with tens of thousands of gallons of fuel. And then they launched. Yeah, they did. <laughs> oh, my God. And that's why she never got called Saturday morning. She got picked up Friday night. Oh, when you're drinking, that makes sense. However, Saturday morning, that's when you don't do the call. Here's another thing that's never tolerated when you're sober. This idea of open and notorious government favoritism and the extortion of some people in the name of others, that's only something that would sell in old Soviet Union, communist Cuba, or anywhere else, the Marxist scum practice and that is who is in charge depends on how you do this um not necessarily not yeah we we make the point in our in the final chapter of our book that there have been uh, a number of recent instances in which the federal government has made huge expenditures without raising taxes uh and uh one of those instances is the substantial expenditures the federal government made to uh, to address the uh, the health crisis associated with COVID. You so what he's talking about is printing up $14 trillion to give millions of dollars to people who they say are descendants of slaves, which somehow I'm not necessarily buying. However, the shocking aspect of it is they've worked this out, which means that all they need now is enough money behind them, enough K Street scumbag rat lobbyists, and before you know it, this will be the plan. And the reality is, it's not only is it not thought out, but the only reason it's possible is because of what he just said. And this is another reason I will never support the idea that somebody who imitated the velocity of money by funneling it out during a shutdown of the world and COVID should ever be in the in reins of control again. Sorry, that's just the way it is. Now, that being said, I supported Donald Trump when he ran against Joe Biden. I knew what Joe Biden was, and I supported him. And given the uh, unlikely event that he is the only person that wins somehow in the primary, I will support him again. However, I will never break the principles of Americanism. And I will point out the, fa the falsehoods, the fallacies, the fascism. And I don't care who is the perpetrator of it. So this is only made possible because we've accepted the idea that the government can pick winners and losers, can pump out money in the name of nonsense, and imitate the velocity of money rather than the demand. 
And all you need, if anything has shown you, the big cities around this country, all you need are good, scumbag, low-life salesmen, because we already have enough stupid people to put these people in power. don't necessarily have to raise taxes to undertake uh, these massive uh, expenditure projects. However... Now, of course you do. However, we, to his credit, have allowed a system of debt that we don't even care about anymore. We are like morons in a, in a, in a, in a car, on a car lot. How much are my payments? Okay, I can afford it. And that is the ideology now of the new America. Is it because people are Marxists or is it because they're stupid? I say it's because they're stupid. Because these are the same people that believe this to be an American alternative, an American policy. These are the same people that turned a blind eye when the imitation of the velocity of money was perpetrated at the same time the government seized private businesses, put you under house arrest. They told me everything was going to be all right. And now we know the facts. It was all stolen. Tens of thousands of government employees stole the money. You're mad at the homeless roaches? Why? They were just following the lead of the government. And in there lies the real problem when you commingle your dignity with the lack of dignity perpetrated by a government corrupt scheme. And, and this is the, the critical caveat. Uh, you do have to be concerned about the inflationary effects of these types of projects. And what we suggest <laughs> in From Here to Equality... Didn't Dave Chappelle do a comedy thing about reparations and how you should go out and buy Mercedes and Cadillac stock? This is preposterous. But it's probably what the, the philosophy of this country will be in the next seven years. Don in Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean, I don't know if you saw it, but a very wealthy multimillionaire oligarch in Ukraine, his home was raided today. Was it and, Ihor uh, Kolomoisky, that fat bastard? It's the guy who had direct, not, he, was, uh, he was, I think, the owner of the bank that was funneling the money from the Bidens to the United States. And he also gave the current president his first job on his TV network as a comedian. That's Ihor Kolomoisky. That's exactly that what you're talking the, about. Uh, yeah, okay. And that's a name well, that every American should know because he yeah. has been robbing the American treasure for decades. He is an well, oligarch, and this is an oligarch war. This has nothing to do with the nonsense of borders. This has nothing to okay. do with the Ukrainian people who were being murdered by their own government long before Vladimir Putin invaded. But knowledge is what the enemy is of the willful slave. And unfortunately, Don, we have too many people who are willful slaves. I have to tell you, it's, it's shocking to me how so many good people will continue to perpetrate the fraud and the pathological lies of the American government. Really shocking. Shocking. But don't you think this indicates that things are coming to a head here for Biden? Because Biden's on tape talking to this guy, insisting that he gets this bank closed before Trump takes office because he'll find things out that he didn't want him to find out. They were playing it today on the radio. Don, I think so, you're a wonderful person who is making <laughs> who is making a leap to think that there are people in this country, in the higher arc halls of this country, that want integrity in this system. They're, the only The only people in the halls of this government are jealous of Joe Biden being able to become worth God knows how much money for 50 years true. of doing nothing but prostituting his power. And now he is the president of the United States. They're jealous that they are not, and they did not get away with it. You have about 10% of politicians who think like you and me. And as far as the bureaucrats go, we now know that tens of thousands of them 
took advantage of PPP and other other uh, intended programs for the American people who were suffering under their fascism. They knew it was coming. They put themselves in front of the line and they robbed us all. How else do you think Fauci is worth all the millions of dollars he is? He's a thief, a rat. He invested in this pandemic and he needed it to be, which is why it's a pandemic. Don't you think they need to silence Big Joe? There's so many, even Republicans that are knee deep in this stuff, that they're afraid that he's going to spill the beans on everybody. And they'll. Well, just I'd like to think up. so. And 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 if if in fact they should, I think we'll be better off. However, we're still strapped with Hump Day, Kamala Harris. Thank you very much. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome. On the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. From the little acorn through the mighty oak, Rudy Elkhorn, Wisconsin. Sean, I'm a descendant of the slaves that build the pyramids. Where's my money? Boy, that's a good one. First of all, I uh, don't think you people built it. I think the aliens did. And you're going to have to talk to E.T. Okay, Thank fine. you very much. Yeah. Thank you. I like the way your mind thinks, though. Mike in Union. Sean, my brother. How are you? Hey, you know, Sean, I, I'm, a little, uh, I'm a little worried about Mike Pompeo coming out of nowhere, being at the CIA, being propped up as this great and honorable man. I don't know. I seem to remember a Bush being in charge of the CIA. And I smell a rat, Sean. I wanted to know what you think of. And... Um, yeah, fire away, brother. Well, you, you, you said it, right? You called me brother because you know that I think the exact same thing. And if, if anybody's going to be the head of the CIA and doesn't come out and say what the CIA needs is complete oversight and an absolute restructuring, then you're not my guy. Now, you could That's give right. me a little bit what you want. And here's another thing he says. I'm not going to touch Social Security. I may raise the age. Why are you afraid to tell people it doesn't work? Seriously, when you're afraid of the truth, you're a liar. Just tell the people it never was. It never yeah. was a war chest. It's not about a safety net. It's a tax. And by the way, we yep. hope you die like two thirds of the people who never collected. Yeah. I mean, Don't I, get that, that to me is the most us. astonishing American lie. It's got to be in the top five, and there's some big ones. Yep. And the reality yep. is, if hey, you brother. tell people, "Here's your money back. Go about your merry way. Buy a three flat. Invest in yourself. Stick it in your arm. I don't care. It's your money." Until you do that, right. you're running a version of, of communism, and it, it has to come to an end. Thank you, Mike. Thanks for taking my call, John. Thanks, brother. Anytime. See ya. And that's the reality of things. It's hard to tell the truth, but the people deserve the fracking truth. Your government isn't helping you. They're not providing services for you. Where the government takes the most and tells you how great it's going to do, that's called a ghetto. Look around. Anywhere they're telling you, they're helping you, is the most dangerous place. Some say shift the tax burden to business and industry, but business doesn't pay taxes. Oh, don't get the wrong idea. Business is being taxed so much so that we're being priced out of the world market. But business must pass its cost of operations, and that includes taxes, onto the customer and the price of the product. Do you know how, many biz- how, many, how much businesses contribute to Social Security? How much they contribute to your unemployment insurance? Wouldn't you be better off with that money? Where is this mystical, magical utopia? You keep pretending you're delivering it. All you're doing 
is building your welfare rolls and giving our money to people that don't deserve it. And they don't have to be Ukrainian. Some of the criticism includes, for example, the 600,000 plus getaways, folks who came into this country and did not go through the process of requesting asylum. So do you know where they are and, and who they are, the people that don't get don't request asylum when they arrive here? So for the first time since 2011, the President of the United States presented a budget successfully that increased the number of Border Patrol agents. There you go. Problem solved. Now everything that bald Cuban said is an absolute lie. But politics is the only place you can openly lie, openly steal our money, and continue to abuse us. And it's because no one wants to tell you the truth. It's time we get the truth. 312-642-5600. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Words are important. Intentions are very important. What you're seeing, what we're living through, is one world government. We're living through what they call a Great Reset, what you're witnessing in Davos. When you hear the President of the United States talk about the opinion of the Communist Party in China, that shows you he is an asset of really Fabians. But moreover, this concept that there is such a thing as a one-world government instead of a sovereign America built on the individuality of the Enlightenment. So we've been intellectually overthrown. It's been a coup d'etat of the statists. And unfortunately, they occupy positions of power. How do we get it back? My next guest has an idea. He's got an eight-point plan to take back and destroy what is often called globalism, but is clearly one-world government. I'm curious to know what it is. His name is Scott Powell. He is the author of Rediscovering America. Scott, how are you? Sean, I'm very well, and it's great to be with you and your great audience there in Chicago. Thank you very much. And you know, Scott, I've watched throughout the decades of my life has how words have been manipulated by true collectivists to seize away people's power as they're cheering for what they believe is power. And it's a dangerous thing that the Marxist, I think it was articulated brilliantly by Saul Alinsky, but the platform was laid out by Karl Marx and his boyfriend, Engels. And this seems to be something that we are now trying to take back with arguably the dumbest generation in American history, as they are willing to cede their individual unalienable rights to the most corrupt people in the country, the pathological liars calling themselves representatives. How do we get it back? What's the eight-point plan? Well, you know, we have to go back to the beginning of the country, really, to get the right perspective, and that is that, that you know, the independence from Great Britain uh, was won by a small minority of people, uh, really what we'll say the grassroots uh, people, and that's what we have to do now, I believe. I think that while we have to lean on our elected uh, representatives, and I think that that so far it's been surprisingly good to see McCarthy uh, living up to what he agreed to do to win the Speaker of the House, and we we certainly want 
want all those representatives who put him up to that to keep his to hold his feet to the fire. But I think <clears throat> we as Americans need to take back our country at the local level. I mean, uh, I think that we need to get involved with school boards, with city councils, with the county government. We should know our sheriff because there we can make a difference. Um, that it's funny to you say, say that, that because we're watching. We just watched the Chicago mayoral debate, which was a comedy show. It should have been produced by laughing. And when you realize that in these big cities that are run by these Democrat mafia members, CPS produces at seventh grade a reading level where 7% of the kids can read. The math is even less. How are we going to do it for the first time ever from without a generation of youth? In essence, what you're advocating is that the grandparents and parents dust off their sneakers and get back in the game rather than pickle you know, because that's what's going on, right? These are people that are supposed right. to be retiring that understand the concept of what you're speaking. This new generation prefers a servitude they can tolerate. Well, it appears that way. I'm not sure that once the, you know, once the regime consolidated its power and, and really took away the freedom and and uh, the opportunities are, uh, you know, are greatly diminished and wealth evaporates that they'd uh, have the same attitude towards it. There's a normalcy bias that exists in all people, and that is that, you know, what they have, what they have experienced in their lives so far is going gonna, is gonna to exist in the future. You know, that the norm of the past will be the norm of the future, and that is a great, that, that's a great danger to, for people to have that bias at this particular yeah. time because, you know, really the stars are not lined up for things to, uh, to work out well unless we change course. And, Scott, what you see with the acceptance of what I call now is obvious that uh, dementia faced Joe Biden. Joe Biden is incapable of doing anything. There isn't a, a company, a private business, a small business, a large business that would employ Joe Biden to do anything. He is suffering from a mental illness. Yet the tolerance of the American people is fine as long as he gives away enough money to those who gain their sustenance from government, be they Wall Street or Welfare Street. The reality is we have an issue where the country doesn't seem to have any standards or any philosophy. What exactly is the philosophy of these Democrat sewers that are on parade for failure and guarantee future failure? That's a tough that's a tough one to, you know, to answer in any sort of uh, encompassing way. I think that by and large so many of these people are they're unable to think critically. They have no connection to their history. So they don't know what, they really don't know how we got to where we are. We got to where we are by, uh, you know, by entrepreneurial initiative, limited government, a belief in God, relying on God, uh, law and order, a moral compass that gave us but, the ability to find our way through the difficulties of life. That's kind of gone now uh, with the young generation. That existed so, in this country before welfare. Welfare yes, has eroded that. And, you no, know, Kevin McCarthy, yeah. I don't like him at all. Kevin McCarthy, I wouldn't trust any more than a third world massage parlor girl in Bangkok. He's just waiting for you to fall asleep to steal your wallet. Kevin McCarthy has been groomed to be a political a a a asset. He's never worked a day in his life. His only claim to fame is at 18 years old, he won the lottery. Um, but the reality is Kevin McCarthy isn't discussing the pertinent issues. 
You know, before you came on, I had a, a, a segment where we talked, can America handle the ugly truth or do they prefer the beautiful lie? And when you see Kevin McCarthy with his 1960s lounge uh, singer hairdo and his monotone spiel of uh, uh, liberty and freedom and capitalism, the whole time he's been in Congress, he's perpetrated the fraud that we see in our national debt and the policies that are the yoke of tyranny around our neck. So how are we going to do it with this political asset rather than a, a, a fighter of principles? Well, we, we have this Freedom Caucus, uh, of which there are some 40-odd members, and they it's interesting how they used their, uh, their small majority um, to leverage as much as they could, and they got really uh, quite a quite remarkable agreements from Kevin McCarthy. Yeah. So far, he seems to have honored them. I am wary like you are. Um, but let's, you know, let, let's, we've, we've got, uh, we've got the largest number of what I'll just call firebrand, uh, constitutional Republicans than, than we've ha- had at any other time right now. The great and, boom, the, the great boom economically only became because of, uh, Bill Clinton, who, if you listen to Bill Clinton's speeches, it's funny. I often listen to his speeches. He sounds more like Ronald Reagan than he does Joe Biden. And Absolutely. if you realize he was an advocate for welfare reform, which is really the the crux of the issue. When you're paying people in New Jersey and New York and Chicago the equivalent of a $120,000 a year job to sit on their ass and become leeches, you will get more leeches on their ass. Until you reform, at least you could attach it to law-abiding behavior, where if you're... I don't understand why no one is having this conversation. If you are convicted of a felony, you no longer qualify for any benefits. Ta-da! You'll turn Chicago into Disney World overnight. But this doesn't want to. They don't want to tell the truth. Kevin McCarthy is afraid of the truth in the same way Joe Biden is. Kevin McCarthy just can do a crossword puzzle. Yeah, well, you know, it is a uniparty to some extent. There's no doubt about that. But it's what we have, and um, uh, you know, there's there's reason for for a little bit more optimism because we've got these these uh, congressional committees set up now by good, strong leaders. And I think that they're going to push to uncover as much of the criminal, the, the crime that's been committed against American people. And uh, it, it's, it's going to be hard for people to face a, a lot of this stuff that's, that's, that's going to be revealed. And so, um, you so know, stay I, tuned. I, I mean, I'm optimistic because I live in Florida. I'm optimistic because I have family that lives in other states around the country that do not practice this kind of fascism that so many of my fellow Illinoisans have become accustomed to. So that's where my optimism comes in, because ultimately I see a time where there are people like you and me and and my listeners who are trapped in very bad areas that will not conform to the corruption, the fascism that uh, you see in these Democrat-run areas. So it's always going to boil down to the individual tolerance. But in a way, you're seeing a shift in the country to where people who were never going to go to high ground, as I call it, or make themselves uncomfortable and go to areas that that stoked Americanism. I think there's optimism in the fact that there is a shift in the country. And as you hear uh, the policies of the Democrats just double down on their on their failed policies for the last half a century. Isn't that the optimism is the shift in the country and, and that hopefully 
um, you will get that break that needs to happen in a systemically corrupt government? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think that uh, a lot of people are still in denial. They just can't believe that, uh, you know, we have a, a, a government against the people, that yeah. the Democrat Party is an anti-American party. It is a globalist party uh, that is bankrupting our country. Uh, and, and to the extent the Republicans go along with it, as they did in the omnibus bill, uh, before Christmas, that was outrageous. That was just that was, that was just, it was that was oh, man. That just yeah. that burned now, me up. Now, Scott, there's also something else that I I witness firsthand. Is it's a fairly new policy and it has amazing effects almost overnight in the uh, the the unions of the uh, the miseducators, the teacher unions around the country. Uh, here in Florida, what Ron DeSantis did is said, "Okay, you can have a union." But we're not going to take out the union dues from their paycheck. And almost overnight, they're seeing a precipitous drop in union membership because people will not write that check to organizations they don't believe in. Do you think that maybe there should be politicians on the federal level that start to chip away at these grand schemes that have destroyed this country in welfare benefits by saying, Let's do the same thing with Social Security. Let's do the same thing with Medicaid. All of those people who do not want to participate no longer have to with their own money, and we are not going to extort the company so that, you know, when you employ somebody, you pay a a, a tremendous amount of money to their Social Security and to their unemployment insurance. By letting people take advantage of their own liberty and say, I don't want unemployment insurance, I don't want Social Security, and break the extortion of mandatory participation in it. Don't you think that should be something that maybe these politicians talk about other than this toothless dog of a, of a, of a Congress that says they're going to write bills and pass things? All, the whole time you have the, the dimwit with dementia-glazed face that can veto any bill. Well, I, I fully, I mean, I think it would be great if, if you, you could really uh, disentitle yeah. the, the American people. But it's 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 hard to get there. There's no doubt about that. The people are, that are getting entitlements, people who paid into Social Security, uh, I think they they you know in some ways they're they're entitled uh, to receive what they've paid into it. The younger generation ought to be able to opt out. Uh, but it, it's you know so much of our spending as a nation now about seventy percent of the of the um, the budget, the federal government budget is all in untouchable entitlements. Yeah, uh, it, Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security. This is the biggest part of the budget, and it can't be cut. And so, it's um, also what inspired the Reagan Revolution. That was really um, by the Arizona senator, who's I mean, I'm Goldwater, Barry Goldwater, yeah, Barry Goldwater, man, and he, it he was. was it was taken up by Ronald Reagan, and the only reason that it won was because there was a politician, Ronald Reagan, who was able to articulate the beauty in liberty. I don't see a politician that can do that. I don't see one. I see different versions of fascism. Um, I'm optimistic that maybe DeSantis can do it, but I'm, I'm also aware that it's going to take somebody who can communicate without hatred, and articulate the benefits of individualism to, to steer this back. 
Are you yeah. are you optimistic in what you see? And I, I'm going to tell you right now, I think it is out. It is it is ridiculous that Donald Trump is going to run for president for two years. I think it'll be a distraction and it will it will lend cover to these systems that, in my opinion, were intended to do exactly what they're doing, financially bankrupt and cripple our country. Well, of course, Trump doesn't have much to do with uh, the running of government right now. Um, it, it, it appears that he is um, making, you know, he's giving the people the case of why he's the right guy for the job. I mean, he is articulating policies now that I, I haven't seen another candidate in my memory of presidential, um, you know, pres- presidential candidates articulating so thoroughly what he's going to do. For instance, the, you know, he rolled out the Parents' Bill of Rights, uh, I think, in his, in his uh, South Carolina speech, um, or perhaps it was his New Hampshire speech over the weekend, in, in which he, he just went after yeah. the, 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 this agenda, uh, you know, from you know, the transgender. He just took apart the transgender Which is, ag- you know, this agenda. is the beauty of Trump. He's got some very good points that he does but do you think he'll be able to distract from the fact that um the scheme to imitate the velocity of money was his and that naming the vaccine and holding harmless the the pharmaceutical companies that have clearly poisoned the the american people by naming it warp speed do you think he'll be able to distract from those facts well i i don't know i mean that's his vulnerability there's no doubt about that um I, I think he would be forgiven uh, if if he could be honest and say, "Look, I I was overly optimistic. I was deceived," um, and you know he really takes back this endorsement of uh, the warp speed vaccination program because up up through a few months ago, he when given the opportunity, he he seemed to think that was a that he'd maintain his uh, you know maintain his position. Uh, that it saved a lot of lives, that it, that it, it you know, it prevented the ongoing lockdown of our country. Uh, and there may be some truth to that, but the vaccination program, as we know now, uh, was, uh, it, it, it was utterly corrupt. And Scott, uh, and in fact, the CDC is, is, is releasing all kinds of new excuses to cover up from the side effects of people dropping dead of massive heart attacks and the rest of it. Who never had I know, it's disease. absurd. Did you see it? It said exercise, yeah. it said shoveling, all of these things. I mean, it, they're running cover for themselves. And I'm hoping that oh, I think somebody, they are. somebody we don't know, some uh, Elon Musk type without <laughs> the Asperger's, who can come out and say, we need to tear down these bureaucracies, somebody that might not be in the, in the spotlight there's always optimism that there are these people in this country that may be willing to step to the forefront. But will the system do to them what they successfully or what they unsuccessfully tried to do to Trump? The Mitch McConnells, the Kevin McCarthy's, these are the guys that like the Paul Ryan, uh, Boehner type corrupt K Street payoff schemes. Do you think that that's too big to um, allow somebody to change the system? Oh, I mean, uh, I'd be all in favor of it. The question is, you know, you, you, you said it very well. Is it possible to do it? it? You know, the corruption, the system is so, uh, you know, cross-corrupted yeah. <laughs> that it's it's just an incredibly formidable task, uh, you know, to, 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 you know to, to correct this endemic corruption that exists. And it really has us... 
you know, by the throat, really, as Ameri- yeah. you know, as Americans, we we are now controlled by a corrupt system. So, does voting, you know, does the, does it matter how the votes that's uh, the turn part out? That's, that's the. Part I mean, we've we've got a you know we've got rule by a you know by a. Um, uh, the a, most corrupt counties could steal the election in key areas, yep. and then you could get another dimwit with dementia and the glazed face in there. Or we could get the uh, the, the, the queen of Humpty, Kamala Harris, could get in there for another term, too. This no, could be there's bad. No way. She's, there's no way she's going to get another term. Maybe, so. maybe. After the non destroying yeah. the Ukraine, we could buy a condo development in Kiev and have all the good people move there. After all, they have all our money. In the meantime, I always enjoy you coming on, even when I go along with you. Where can the people go and read your eight-point plan? Well, they can they can find it on uh, Newsmax. They can find it uh, in in Town Hall. Uh, it it you know, but it all sort of circles back to the book that I wrote, and that that book is Rediscovering America. And just as soldiers need an army, you know, an, an, an army field manager uh, manual to go into combat, we as citizens need a kind of spiritual historical. Uh, combat manual, and that's what I wrote in Rediscovering America, and it's a very readable book. It's only 200... I I wrote it for busy people that don't normally read books. It's just 200 pages long, but it'll blow people's mind with uh, a hopeful, optimistic, factual message about how we can take this country back. Now, did you put a reenactment of Washington crossing the river in the rowboat, and did you ever consider using my likeness in the front of that boat? <laughs> no? I love you, I'm short, but I could pull it off. In the meantime, let me know when you write a, a sequel. Scott Powell, thank you for writing Rediscovering America and also all the work you continue to do. I appreciate it. Sean, I, I enjoy being with you. Let's do it again soon. Absolutely. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. All right, so I knew when I said why I think it is a mistake for Trump to run for the next two years. Why I criticize a lot of the Trump policies, but I also give absolute respect to some of the good policies. Best foreign policy president of my lifetime, bar none. Best domestic energy president of my lifetime, bar none. However, there's some bad with that. And the bad is giving immunity to big pharma. That's big. That's big. The bad is shutting down my country. The right response would have been very simple. If you live in a Democrat-run fascist state, I'm sorry, but the federal government does not have the authority or the right to take away your life and to place you under house arrest. And it certainly doesn't have the right to give immunity to a pharmaceutical company that will produce a so-called vaccine after it appears to have produced the virus. And now we're going to ignore the tremendous uptick in unexplained death disqualifier what do you think of that is that bombastic see easy radio is to do the opposite easy radio is to beat the band and to make you feel like oh we gotta go and and ram your head against the wall i don't want that i want my country back on principles and fundamentals let's take the good policies and let's make sure those policies are re-implemented 
but I'm not going to do it with the same guy. That's just me. Now, if he somehow manages to win, I'll support him. But there's going to be an argument in the middle because I'm not anyone's Pollyanna ever. Tony, Riverside. Okay. First of all, now, don't don't interject, Paul. I'm giving you my point of view. You stated everything that I was going to say about Trump. He was not the only leader in the world that listened to people by omission, misleading. He's not a scientist. He's not a physician. He thought that no, people were American being president. up. And, that's right. So, so don't, he thought people were, don't say he did, he did the same thing that Europe did, and that's good. I don't give a rip I, about those European morals. Sean, you can, you can judge everything that you, from where you sit in 2020's high You mean fight. America? No, I said I mean, this the, the whole time, I mean, the decision being made. I said okay, it the well, whole me time. Me too. I didn't get the jab. I didn't. I, I, get, I get it. I get it. Okay? But here's my whole thing. First of all, the man deserves to get back there. Secondly, DeSantis isn't Nobody ready. Nobody We need the next. To be we present. need the next 12 years. We need Trump, and then we need DeSantis for eight. I'm the, you think, I'm, you think I, I, I'm, I'm a DeSantis guy because I talk about how well he runs Florida? I don't like DeSantis' military policy and policy okay, towards me, I'm not. I'm not sold on the guy, but I'm saying all this love affair with him right now, uh, it's not his turn. It's a love affair because he runs the best state in the country on principle. He's rejecting yeah, the mafia. But to think that that all of a sudden now you have my undoing, I don't do that. I don't give a rip about these okay, morals. Here's my, here's, my, here's my statement. Here's my statement, Sean. I am going to vote for the candidate that they hate the most. That's that the leftist. Well, then that, the makes you, that makes you a useful idiot for whoever no. that guy is. Now, wrong, wrong. You stand for something or you bow for everything. I'm going to vote for the candidate that they hate. The ma- Who's they? Which they? The Democrats, they hate everybody. You vote for somebody who embodies the principles and the ideology of liberty. Simple. If you're going to lie, you're going to cheat, and you're going to shut down my freedom, get on the other side with the Democrats, where you stood for 35 fracking years as you donated money to them. Please. Wake up. You want to listen to that rah-rah stuff? There's enough guys out there selling it. Joe in Palatine. Hi, Sean. Stay on point. You're, you're, I'm going to give you a compliment. It's, it's a rear-end high compliment. You have common <laughs> sense. You get your point across. We aren't the most intelligent rocket scientists in the world. But when the guys say, you know, you did a good job because you got common sense, stay on point. I love you. You are amazing. You can tell you do your research, you read, your staff, uh, the work that all of you do to line up your guests. I just enjoy your show. Thank you, brother. Stay you. where you're at. I, I just can't believe that lady that just, oh, I'm going to vote beyond personal hate. It's not what it's about. It's who's so going to do not, best for our that's liberty. That's not what any of us and our families wanted. That's not why our soldiers went and fought fascists. They didn't fight them so we could have one that we liked. You have to be able to criticize everything. You know, Joe, there's always been a problem. I've always been a contrarian when someone has told me, don't use your judgment. I don't care if they're a religious zealot. I don't care what they are. The minute you tell somebody not to judge, you're a swindler. And what we have is a legacy now. I liked a lot of what he did, but the two major things I can never forgive. That's just me. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I, I see what you're saying. You know, you got all these people. But you know what? 
He's a human being. He made a lot of mistakes. He listened Absolutely. to the wrong people. But Absolutely. you know what? Stay on your point. You've got one of the best shows that I've listened to in years, and I'll never forget the first time I heard you driving back from Waukegan one night, and I turned on the radio, and I listened to you by accident, and then I found out all my cousins listened to you. Oh, that's Stay wonderful. on point, brother. I love you. I love you right you back. Thank you. Stand oh, your cousins, for- I love them too. And I'm, you, I Listen, you keep me posted. I'll show up at some family affair. Believe me. Yeah, no, one of these days when I get my ass down there to move, which will be in about three, four years, you're going to find a house for me. I'm, I'm going to sit down. and It'll be one of my last things I ask for in life is to have a glass of bourbon and a cigar with you. Oh, come on. Because I love you, man. I love you right back. We'll do that next time. You know what? Right, Stay God home. Bless We're you. Get Thank your you and number. your staff. Thank you. Let's get Joe's phone number. Uh, Catherine, Western Suburbs. Good evening to you, and ditto on this previous caller for you, your staff, the work product you produce for us every single day is amazing. Thank you. It's uh, you're very welcome. It's been a while since I've um, I came across this uh, information, but uh, if I'm correct from uh, when this all started, and I'm calling the it's called the pandemic. I thought it was Reagan that signed. Uh, up for this um the the immunity issue and that they this they would not be covered if something happened so i i just putting this it out was passed in I 19 did- it was passed in 1980 but i don't know I, I even though it may have been passed in 79 i know what you're referring to but uh i believe it was the democrat congress he and it might you know listen it might have been a thing that it has his name on it i'm going to look into it but in any event it's, it doesn't it doesn't fly forward with the idea that that's the first thing you do as you guarantee profit. You got to remember, we paid a trillion dollars for the vaccine that appears to be killing people. A trillion yes. dollars, and now you're right to tell on me, point with you, you for, uh, regarding uh, uh, Donald. I'm, I'm right on with you. No, it's, I um, yes. Good Here's evening. what's an aggravating story to read to you. All right, the the Pfizer CEO made misleading statements on vaccine, in particular when it comes to children. The, 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 the uh, uh, COVID vaccine, and the U.K. watchdog, which is already sued and already making settlements with Pfizer, is the one investigating. Why are we relying on the U.K. watchdog? Where's the American watchdog? You know, this, I, don't like this, I don't like this being in second, especially when it's it comes disgusting. to integrity. Yeah, yes, thank, there's something wrong here, I know. I understand, I agree. Have yeah, a good evening. What, you too, thank you very much. Stephen, Arlington Heights. Hey, Sean, thanks for taking my call. Just wanted to give you some good news ahead of time. I'm not going to be Stephen from Arlington Heights in a few months. The ink's not dry yet, but I'm going to be Stephen from Mount Pleasant, Wisconsin. And I wanted to uh, <laughs> I wanted to thank you for having a great patriot like Ron Johnson on the radio last night. That was a wonderful segment, and it just solidifies the idea that even though Wisconsin isn't, you know, fully um contained with patriots there are a lot of good ones so to go from a senator like little dick durbin to ron johnson it, oh. it, it feels good winner winner chicken dinner you're gonna love it next thing you do you throw out that orville redenbacher on meth governor and you got yourself a hell of a state kid steven i'm gonna let ron johnson know he's got another voter thank you very much 312-642-5600 all that's left on the line is the segment runer david from lansing i guess he'll be up next run forest run 
believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Election night. I was the one that said he got cheated. Immediately never moved. Never moved from that position. Clearly, he's the victim of theft. There's no question about it. I know all the good points. But are we not supposed to talk about the other things? See, this to me is what the argument is. I got everyone mad at me. Tony knows I argue. That's what I do. I do it with everybody. That's what we do. We argue. And we make sure that we reestablish the principles of this nation, which is liberty, freedom. Those are ideas that we just reference. Do you really want it back? I do. I want all of it back. Tom in Blue Island. Sean, I ain't going to pick a fight with you. You should question everything your politicians say and do. But if there isn't a statement more about liberty than make America great again, then I don't know a political moniker that's come down the line, and it's why they no, hate. Know, but so How can you hate a phrase say, like make America great again? And so, these people get unbelievably so upset say? about it. Where you always save more money and they cheat you. You know, I don't. Uh, let's not buy the slogans either. Let's be a little thoughtful here. I like slogans. How about make America free again? Mafia. Oh, that'll confuse a lot of people. Brian Wheatfield, hey, Indiana. Hey, Sean. Best show on the radio. And I would uh, want to say the same thing as everybody else. Is just thanks for all the hard work you put in. This is like a highlight of my day. I get accused by my wife all the time of working late just so I can listen to your show. And she's not oh. really that far off but i did want to say about i did want to say about donald i'm with you like i'll support him if that's who we end up with but i mean this we just got to be all in and all this talk radio stuff and that's why i love your show too because you give a refreshing side of just not the same old line let's think and use our heads and dude i I just i just really appreciate it and i'm with you on it and man just thanks man you had me in the beginning. You get a shirt. Brian and Wheatfield, love it. Tony Homer Glenn. Hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Anytime, brother. Hey, uh, earlier in the show, you, you were talking about uh, $5 million per individual for uh, reparations. That's San Francisco. That? They, they whittled that down to a quarter of a million, but go ahead. So it went from $5 million to a quarter million? $5 million in San Francisco. This plan is a quarter of a million nationwide. Okay. Well, I think right. I might qualify. If All you, right. you know, back, way back when Hannibal invaded Rome, and he, he ruled Rome for, I think, 15 or 20 years. Uh-huh. And I recently did my, uh, you know, I saw the retreat. movie. I know what you mean. I, I, I think I'm, I think, uh, <laughs> I'm a direct descendant of Hannibal. Uh, yeah. Although I thought I, I, I thought it was a hundred percent Italian. Hey. Yeah. But uh, I think I think I might qualify for like twenty. You're more. Listen, you're more uh, black than Elizabeth Warren is an Indian. So I say you're in, and she got a career. You know what I mean? Thank you very uh, much, Tony. <laughs> Thank you. I know exactly what you mean. We'll be back in twenty-one hours. You mean it's the last segment, Squirrel? The last one, right there. Uh, what about David and Lansing? He can't ruin this segment. How about Brian? No? Oh, well, Brian, it's got the thing. All right. Somebody's getting sure to hate David. I'll be back in 21. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.